Why settle for just living a good life when you can live a life optimized to achieve your human potential? Learn all the hacks that will transform your life from average to extraordinary. Welcome to Life Optimized with functional medicine expert, Dr. Neil Palvin. So welcome to this episode of Live Optimized. I am proud to introduce Leslie Kennedy, the head of Oxford Health and the Oxford Longevity Project. And I will let her further give her profile and bio here. And then we're going to do a deep dive into what is spermidine, uh, how it affects the hallmarks of aging, what it, how it has many benefits in one pill. So Leslie, thanks for coming on. And uh, Give us your full bio. And I know this started <laughs> as an issue as being a patient. And that's, that's right. Sometimes when there's no solution out there, you have to kind of make your own. That's where a lot of these things are coming out from and now in the in the health and wellness space. So uh, glad to have you on and introduce yourself. Thank you very much. So as you said, I'm the founder of Oxford HealthSpan and the co-founder of the Oxford Longevity Project. And we put out webinars that are basically public service webinars that are free to the public, where we bring what I call breakthrough science that's being done at the lab bench. And we bring clinicians on to talk about how we can take those breakthrough discoveries and actually translate those into protocols that patients can use right now. In particular, autophagy or cellular renewal is a special interest of mine because of the fact that it seems to have so much impact on many of the different paths down which we age. Spermidine itself has been shown to inhibit six of the different hallmarks of aging. So depending on who you are, you might say there are nine hallmarks, other people say there are 14, but if we just stick with the nine basic ones, then you know it takes care of two thirds of them. And that's pretty big. The only other thing that does that is rapamycin, which as an autoimmune survivor, not having taken the immune suppressants. I don't want to go there. I didn't personally feel great on the immune suppressants when I was on Enbrel and Humira. And personally, it's, you know, it's my own personal choice. I know other people will feel differently. I just don't want to go there. So uh, spermidine for me is wonderful because it occurs in food. It's been in the food supply as we as humans have evolved. And it's in all plants. We manufacture it ourselves in our gut biome and in our tissues. We find loads of it, not just in sperm, which is from where its name comes, but it's also plentiful in human breast milk so that babies can grow, so that we can tighten up the immature cell lining of the infant intestines. And it's, uh, you know, our grandmothers make it. It can't be that bad for us if all of us make it and it's in every living plant out there. You made it sound like the best thing ever. It's a chart topper. It's a number one hit and it comes from grandma, <laughs> the mother. So it's got to be good for you and it's got to be good. So we're done. That's it. That's, everybody should be on spermidine. The thing is, is that when we have, for instance, women who have osteoporosis, we've noticed that in studies that they actually their bodies will increase spermidine naturally. This is the body's reaction to repair. And so the body innately has this wisdom. It knows what to do. We don't, we don't know this, but the body will fix things like cuts. It will try to fix other bruises that we have. And it's the same with, for instance, osteoporosis. So these women will have increased amounts of spermidine and 
The belief is that this is because it is the body's response and need for more spermidine to improve bone health. And there are other studies which indicate that it does help with bone health. It's one of its great benefits. We're going to go through a bunch in a, a second. So for people who don't know, I mean, spermidine is available. You can get it through some foods, natto, beans, that, I mean, again, there's a people I talk to, scientists I talk to, there's a you, depending on if they're anti-supplement or not, you can get enough from food, you cannot get enough from food, depends on how much you eat, your gut health, and so on. So I know, I mean, I do recommend patients try to get as much as they can from those food sources, if possible, if they're tolerant of it. But I know then your company developed pill version in two separate forms, which we'll go through throughout the rest of the podcast. So what was the impetus in developing the pill instead of just trying to eat natto and beans and other things? <laughs> Have you ever tried to eat? <laughs> and then again, we'll get to, I mean, the studies are showing, I mean, what the studies show the optimal dosing of spermidine is very hard to get from food, but we'll kind of get back to that. But so what was the impetus here to get started with the actual, the pill forms? And then we'll kind of go from there with the benefits of it. Have you ever tried to eat natto before? I am not a fan. My other people I know love it. I am. It's not going to be me. I'm fine taking the pills. <laughs> I will always say, if you can get it from natto, try to get a little natto every single day. If you can, that is my preference. And I say that from the heart as a patient, patient to patient, take the natto. But too many people dislike the mouthfeel of it. Somebody said to me, you know, the feeling is like when you throw up, it's that mouthfeel. I was like, okay, that's enough for me. Other people say it's like having cobwebs, you know, on your face because of the strings that are attached. And then another cohort of people say they don't like the smell. So it is great for you, but if you cannot tolerate that and you want to get some, then you can get it in pill form. And one of the things that I wanted to do when we were formulating was make sure there was a prebiotic, a fructooligosaccharide. Now we know that in mother's milk, it's full of spermidine, but it's also full of fructooligosaccharides. And the FOS is simply there to feed the gut biome that the baby gets as it goes through the birth canal and the mother you know, bequeaths it to the baby. And that gut biome needs to be fed. It can produce spermidine. So if we can actually potentiate the body's own ability to manufacture this, then Again, my preference, right? But there is also additional spermidine in the supplement. And I tried to, well, we put in the amount that was shown in studies to improve cognition, which was the one milligram. And then we put in the additional fructooligosaccharides as well. So that the reason for, you know, for coming up with it was just so many people can't tolerate it. And at the end of the day, as we get older, we absorb less and less of the spermidine in our food. We also lose the ability to manufacture it in our tissues. And then we're extremely reliant on our gut biome to be in tip-top shape to manufacture it. It is possible. Some of the Okinawans are able to do this, but they are not necessarily Americans who are exposed to broad spectrum antibiotics that can decimate the populations of good bacteria that manufacture spermidine. And if I talk to friends and classmates in the United States and say, how many times have you had antibiotics in your life? It's not unusual to have people say, oh, seven, 10 times. So we're really... Um, 
in that case, you are going to be very dependent on exogenous or external spermidine. That's got to be from food and supplements. I would say go with both. Increase the amount of spermidine you get from your food and take a supplement. Exactly. No, that's exactly what I tell my patients. And again, we're seeing the benefits and there's, again, there's good, there's so many studies that back up. So we mentioned something before you mentioned something in terms of the hallmarks of aging and there were nine. Mm -hmm. Now recently they just made the diagram bigger and they added a couple (laughs) more, but what these are, they're bullet points in terms of things that we think in terms of the, the, the body that are going to lead to that lead to aging. And you want whatever supplement or medicine that you're taking to act on those things like stem cells, telomeres, mitochondrial dysfunction. Uh, I mean, of course, now I'm blanking on all the rest of them. Uh, proteostasis. And there's a list of, again, there's a list of 14 now, yeah. but again, so we, we, when any anti quote unquote anti-aging or health product, you want to actually do something and actually have and work on as what I tell my patients, you want something that's going to work on as many check boxes as you can be it for a problem or just be for health. Otherwise you're taking 22 different things for individual things and, and it gets, you're not going to do any of them. So that's what's one good, great factor about spermidine. So you mentioned one of the benefits of it, both for women's health and it's ability to help with osteoporosis. Again, it has so many other benefits. Now it's meant, now do you guys have a recommendation on when patients should take spermidine? I know some patients say at night, it does have a lot of patients with their sleep. I'm not sure. I've not seen a study that proves it, but I know anecdotally, a lot of patients will say, wow, I sleep so much better if I take it before I go to bed. But I know, and I know if patients have an upset stomach, which we'll get into in a second with the, your gluten-free option, some people take it in the morning, but is there some way you guys recommend the patient to take it or is it kind of comfort level? Um, it is number one, it's got to be, it's, we're all different. So you have to personalize it for the individual. Different people have different favorite times to take it. I am part of that camp that loves it right before bed. And I do see a bump up in my deep sleep. And I can do that with both the gluten-free version, as well as a version that uh, is derived from wheat germ and does have gluten. Other people, though, have a different reaction. And there's a small cohort of people who actually say, oh, it makes me stay up. I feel sort of amped up. Now, that's why we recommend with the version, the original Primadine original, to start with only one capsule on day one, titrate up to two capsules on day two, and then the full dose of three capsules on day three, because you want to just test what your reaction is going to be with the smallest dose possible. The one thing I've noticed with the individuals who say it doesn't seem to help with sleep is that there are women who also say progesterone doesn't help them. And I don't know if there's any kind of correlation between that, but we know that in around 30% of women Having progesterone does not seem to positively impact sleep, unfortunately. In around 70% of women, progesterone is the key to a sound night's sleep for postmenopausal women. So there may be something in that. Yeah, so yeah, again, definitely you want to titrate it. If you aren't going to tolerate it, you definitely want to be aware of it early. So you can, if patients who do react to it, react to it and don't, again, we'll have problems sleeping, maybe a little moody, some inflammation potentially. And then you go into it now is yes, it is. Since spermidine has a derivative from wheat germinato, if you are have celiac disease or very gluten sensitive, you may want to now, it used to be you 
see how you feel on it. Now there is prime eating has come out with the gluten-free formula, which I've tried with patients and they've loved because they can get the benefits of it without having to fear about the abdominal complaints and the brain fog and things like that, which is the really great new product to have. Do you have you used demand for the product so far? Or is it that you're seeing the patients really respond to that just because either they're scared to take the regular ones or... Well, I've got kind of a funny theory about the gluten-free version, and it is that depending on your maternal gut biome, and I spoke to Tim Spector about this in London, who's the big gut biome person who runs the British Gut Project. I feel that some people, I'm getting these reports that some people say, hmm, you know, my mother's family, they're from the seashore and they're used to having products from the sea. And I feel I do better on gluten-free than I do on the wheat germ version. Individuals whose maternal line might come down the from say the fertile crescent area, these individuals seem to say they like the original version better. I mean, they're fans for both products. Personally, I'm, I take both. I double dose, but I'm mixed race. And so as a result, you know, I've got the Taiwanese on the one side. So I do like seaweed. On the other hand, I have the Irish and the German. And so I do like bread as well. And, but I do think that there might be something to the gut biome, what your biome is able to process and digest better. Again, that is bequeathed to us from the maternal line. And as each individual goes through the birth canal, we get that. And I think that could be part of it. There is one thing with the gluten-free version, and that's if you have hemochromatosis, where you retain too much iron in your body, then I would ask your doctor about the version, the gluten-free version. There is an amount of iron in there in a daily dose, which is one third the US recommended daily allowance for iron. If you are a man of Northern European descent, about one out of five of these men will have hemochromatosis. And you should really stay on top of your iron levels. And so in those cases, I would just, you know, I would say, do check your iron levels, do ask your medical professional. Exactly. Always find out, but the, so there's options for both. So let's go into some of the great benefits. Some uh, that again, a lot of them have been verified studies over the last several years. I mean, the one, the two main reasons I love it again, besides the fact that it does a lot of different things. I mean, it, it's been shown to heal the gut lining. So for patients who have some bloating or quote unquote leaky gut, again relating if to the autoimmune type patient or have some type of inflammatory gut issue, it's something that's very simple. Again, you you had mentioned concern about taking autoimmune medications. They do have side effects. This is something that if you do have a gut issue, that's very simple to heal the gut. And again, it's like one to two pills a day. So, I mean, that's one great benefit. And the other, one of the other top benefits I hear from patients, and I think there's a study or two out there now, is that it actually can help grow hair. Yeah, yeah. there are a lot of studies on the hair. So I, it's amazing. You talk about the brain and the gut and, this, and everything else. They, they always go to the hair and the skin stuff because that makes them look and feel. But so, I mean, that, again, that's why, I mean, do you find patients reaching out to you for one specific problem area or is it, it's very diversified? Again, we're going to go through kind of the rest of them that are out there, but I, I, I mean, the gut, 
is one of the big parts of it besides the autophagy, which we're going to get into a second. So what are, is it, do you have patients reaching out to you for specific issues like for gut health, autoimmune issues? Kind of that's something you dealt with, you've commented on before. Yes, that's true. So spermidine is an anti-inflammatory and one of the, that is actually one of the new hallmarks of aging down which we age. So uh, inflammation. And it was certainly the problem that I had with my three autoimmune conditions. And when the doctors told me there was no cure for lupus and just handed me the gigantic box of Humira, you know, injectables, I thought, okay, I got to do something. I can't just keep injecting myself every day and watching these bruises grow on my belly. And I decided to go on an anti-inflammatory diet. And way back when, that was 2004, there was this great book called The Zone Anti-Inflammatory Diet by Barry Sears. And I did that to a T. I made my own almond milk. I got rid of dairy. I got rid of gluten. I was very disciplined, especially when the doctor says, you know, there's no point in you trying for a baby. You've got five years left, you know, five good years left. And because I was undergoing IVF at the same time, that's so demoralizing. And I just thought I've got to do whatever I can to simply make my system stronger. And maybe that will help me react to the drugs better. What I discovered was that simply by doing an anti-inflammatory diet, and I did other things like turmeric as well, I was able to go back to my doctor within six months of the original diagnosis, test again, and whoops, what do you know? I don't have those diseases anymore. And that's something as patients, we're not always told that actually there are some people who do reverse their diagnoses. I understand that doctors can't mislead patients, but it's hope is so important to the patient healing journey and simply knowing that one other person was able to do it. Well, you know, I never wanted to be a statistic and I wanted to be that one other person. So I was very pleased to discover the anti-inflammatory effects of spermidine in the gluten-free version that we have now, we have actually three anti-inflammatories. So we have spermidine, nobilitin, which is another molecule that activates autophagy and turmeric. All of it comes from Okinawa. It's all manufactured there in US FDA registered and inspected facilities. And then we bring it to the U.S. where we bottle it again at a U.S. FDA registered and inspected facility. I mean, it's a great story. I have a lot of patients who have reversed autoimmune issues, chronic illness by lifestyle changes, some supplement, exercise, and other non-traditional means, and they've reversed it. And they're like, they read the side effect box of whatever prescription. They're like, that's not for me. I don't but they, again, you, with, you said it perfectly with the understanding that the, for the patient that this is a, may not be perfect, but that's, that's your decision and you have worked hard to get to there. And the doctor has to understand, yeah, there are options out there for patients with the understanding that it may not work as well as the medication or it may not be perfect for everybody. And then, and that's, again, a lot of times the patients now, especially now, have the ability to take their health into their own hands. A lot more patients, especially with telemedicine and everything out there now that they can guide their own health journey and find their right doctor or find their right technology or supplement or diet or whatever it is that fits what they want to do. But the one that I always tell patients, if you're going to do it, make sure that you're pretty much all in, that you understand that if you, <laughs> to make it work, it's you got to do it. You can't dip it. Some things just can't dip your toe in. You yeah, I think that's right. 
you mentioned with the new formulation that you now have more autophagy inducers, which is one of the big benefits of spermidine in terms of both anti-aging as well as the health benefits that it provides. So discuss the, what autophagy is and the benefits of it, and then we'll kind of go to a little bit deeper dive from there. <laughs> sure. The Cliff Notes version of autophagy is that it's like having your own personal Marie Kondo in every single cell in your body. And she is in there saying, does not spark joy when she comes across some misfolded proteins and some damaged organelles. And she's bagging them up and sending them off to the Salvation Army for you. And this process happens seamlessly when we are young. And that's why we don't, you know, we don't bother. They always say, you know, that youth is sort of, it's wasted on the youth, right? And because they don't realize how good they have it, but autophagy is working perfectly then. And it's so cellular renewal, cellular recycling. It will get rid of your damaged mitochondria, uh, get rid of stem cell dysfunction. It will help if your telomeres are shortening, it will help with lengthening. It will help with impaired intracellular communication. It helps with any epigenetic changes. And I've already mentioned the protein folding as well. So those are the six hallmarks, six of the nine original hallmarks. And one thing that excites me about this is that when you inhibit one hallmark, so for instance, NAD inhibits only one hallmark, right? Which is the impaired intercellular communication. And I find it amazing because everybody knows about NAD and loads of doctors are on NAD and that does have positive effects. But the more of those tick boxes that you can check off, the better holistic effect there is, because there is actually a spillover effect between each of these hallmarks, right? And if you have, you know, for instance, impaired proteostasis, then that's going to have an impact on the function of your stem cells and your mitochondria. So if you are pushing on all of these levers at once, you are actually getting a better result. They're almost synergistic. Pushing on all the levers at once has an almost synergistically beneficial effect. Now we know that spermidine helps with health span. It seems to support heart health. The cardiomyocytes will preferentially draw it up. And there are more studies coming out on heart health. We know that it helps in a study done by one of our advisory board members, Professor Katja Simon, a paper that she and Gada Al-Saleh did, and Gada is also on our board, said that spermidine rejuvenates the elderly immune system, which is very interesting because that actually goes into another hallmark of aging, which is senescence, you know, those zombie cells that you can get. Now, we don't know if it will deal with senescence in other parts of the body, but it's very exciting that it appears to do this in the immune system. So it helps with hormones as well. There have been some studies with spermidine and spermine together showing that it decreases salivary cortisol levels in both men and women by 58% in 30 days, which is quite exciting. It will normalize hormones, including DHEA, pregnenolone, testosterone, progesterone, estradiol, and that's quite interesting. I've already mentioned osteoporosis, but of course, all of these things we can't see. And what people really are excited about is when they notice that they have more new hair growth, right? 
you can talk about health span and the hallmarks of aging, and it's very high level. But at the end of the day, what we all want is to look in the mirror and feel good about what we see staring back at us. Do we look younger? And I've had women who have been way more excited about the fact that their eyelashes get longer than when I say, oh, but it, it inhibits six of the nine hallmarks of aging. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it makes my eyelashes longer. <laughs> I got to give you credit. That is like, there's more to unpack in, in that one paragraph that you just went off than most any one of any other podcast. So A, you, I got to use the Marie Kondo because that's like the something that people will understand much better than my explanation when they just have their eyes glare, kind of gloss over. But let me, let, so yeah, like I said before, it's the hair, it's the skin, and my gut's going to get better or I'm going to live, my senescence is better. Well, I don't know, whatever. And the nails and, too. Oh, the, Women the, love I've their nails. i the eyelash thing. I got to tell my patient about the eyelashes. That one I've never heard before. We've had that quite often. And I actually had someone who wrote to me to say, I want my eyelashes back. Your product is no longer working for me. I took it and my, I got my eyelashes were, were wonderful. What happened? And so I wrote back and said, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry about this. Can you tell me if your body might've had some other need for spermidine recently, for instance, have you had any infections? Because we know, again, the body in its wisdom, if there is an infection to fight, it is going to take the spermidine and it's going to use it for the process of virophagy to basically swarm around the virus and get rid of it. And she said, oh yeah, I had COVID. And I'm thinking, okay. So your body actually said, it's great that you love long eyelashes, but we have this sort of threat from COVID. So we're going to use the spermidine for COVID and you'll have to figure out how to get your eyelashes back later. So what I had her do was double dose to get the eyelashes back. In fact, I've had, I think, three people write to me about this same effect because unfortunately, the virus that shall not be named is still everywhere. Yeah, and that causes hair loss. And, and it causes like, hair loss. Can you, it's like, can you fill the bucket up faster than it's, than it's leaking? Exactly. So, so I want to so go back to that perfect paragraph to break down a couple of things that you mentioned that patients, some of the people listening may have not sure what they are. We talk about telomeres, which some anybody in the anti-aging space has heard. If you not in that space, you may have no idea what that is. Those are the kind of the end caps, like the little, everybody describes them as little tips at the end of your shoelaces on your chromosomes. Um, you want them as long as possible. Um, you don't want them shortening. And again, that's one of the hallmarks of aging. Um, I do want to point out, because I get asked all the time, there are no official studies at, at length, telomere length to aging yet. It's still kind of in the supposition phase, but I always I want to make sure I put that out there. Other thing, again, bring up how important autophagy is and mitophagy, which is the part of the recycling, the Marie Kondo with the mitochondria, is now that we're seeing a lot of links between mitochondria, what we call mitochondrial dysfunction, and all these chronic illnesses. You mentioned heart disease, and that goes along with what we're seeing now. I have another guest on, Dr. Michael Twyman, who talked about how heart disease now is being presumed to be partially mitochondrial deficiencies and dysfunction, which kind of links what you're saying and what he's saying, as well as unfortunate neurodegenerative issues, things like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's the same, have the defects with the proteins yep. and nesting cells and just the mitochondria not working and not able, that's what we're thinking. There are some studies now going on with things that help boost autophagy for patients who have those issues. So with uh, Leslie saying, is right now on the cusp of where we're looking for in a lot of not only anti-aging in the health span part, 
but also on some of the most chronically life-altering diseases out there. So this is where, fortunately, in my opinion, a lot of these health things, health issues are going. We're getting away, okay, just give you this big, strong immunosuppression, or here's this mega antibiotic. We're not really fixing the problem. Now we're going down to that cellular level where we're actually like, let's actually fix the problem. And a lot of those things can be done naturally. One of those is definitely spermidine as well. So again, very well said. Just kind of put everything in one paragraph there. <laughs> Thank you. That's very so, kind of you um, to say. And then I think we covered, again, and any other clarification, we are going to put some notes in the, at the end of kind of, you know, in terms of kind of some of the links that uh, Leslie and I mentioned. So you can always look them up and do some further reading. And um, we'll also link to the Primedian website at the end as well. And Leslie's contact information, because it sounds like you're responding to patients. I love the head of a company just talk, fixing eyelashes. So it's Well, great. yeah, so I'm so I'm responding, but you know, I can't respond to yeah, the, health, uh, the health questions. I'm not a medical professional, but I can speak to the beauty questions. And I get those a lot. And I, we also get questions quite a few people who are thrilled with the fact that their hair is getting thicker. It is a problem that women going through menopause face, women who've had COVID have faced. Uh, also, simply when you have a baby, you know, we women, when we're pregnant, we have this glow. Everyone talks about it. We're just full of progesterone and wonderful hormones. And then we have our babies, we breastfeed, we lose tons of spermidine when we breastfeed because we're making a lot to give to the baby. And what happens? Our hair falls out. This is just common knowledge. Women who've had babies, their hair gets thin afterwards. And it's really exciting when women say, yeah, I've taken this and, uh, and my hair is thicker. Also with the, the fact that we know our spermidine in particular, this is the original version, has been tested in Japan, and it does increase keratin and it does increase hair. So we know that it will positively impact those two, as well as nails, because keratin will help with nails. We've had a number of people say they had split nails. As you get older, your nails, they sort of lose thickness. They might bend easily and they might split as you cut them. And these are signs also that you don't have as much spermidine in your body to upregulate that keratin production. So it's lovely to be able to help people with, with simple things like that, that are, you know, they're, they're sort of visible markers of aging that we're not supposed to care about. Same with gray hair, but at the end of the day, we actually care a lot about those things. <laughs> it motivates you to keep taking it. And you mentioned two other things that I was just going to bring up. I mean, yes, also spermidine has not only growing more hair, but in theory, potentially converting gray hair back to normal color. Yeah, that was really a surprise and certainly not something that I expected. I had not seen this in the literature. Granted, I had not searched every single paper before we brought the product out, but I did know about hair follicles. I was very surprised to see that it helps with melanin, but it's a little bit like glutathione, which helps also with gray hair, but it does, it actually gets rid of glutathione, will get rid of the excess pigmentation on your face. So it kind of evens out skin tone while at the same time, you know, stopping the gray hair. And people are always very confused about that. How is it decreasing melanin in the skin, but it's helping with the pigment in my hair? Spermidine seems to be doing something similar. I don't have studies on this, but it's not really a medical claim. So in a way that doesn't matter. It's more of a beauty claim. 
people send us pictures of gray hair reversing. And I actually found one earlier today. I found a white hair that I thought, oh, that's not good. And then I sort of went all the way up and it was white at the bottom and it was sort of kinky at the bottom, which I also take as a sign of the hair follicle getting older. And then at the probably, I don't know, 80% of the rest of the way to the root, it was brown. And I thought, oh yes, thank you. I like that. I'm glad I brought a product to market that helps with that. But we've had 91-year-olds, we've had 78-year-olds send in photos. The 91-year-old said that he had been white-haired since his since he was 40. And so imagine going 51 years and then suddenly you're starting to get hair back to your original brown color. That's not supposed to happen. But we are we are noticing that people are are sending those photos in. And we're gonna to go to one of the kind of another one of those claims. I'm not sure how much data is behind, but I hear all the time is how much better their skin my patients, especially my female patients, feel that their skin looks. I know that some of these patients, and I know it's not I'm not sure how you guys feel about it, are actually putting them whatever their skincare products are <laughs> yeah. and using it to help yes. improve their skin. I don't know if you give that the thumbs up or want to give it a no <laughs> comment, but uh, they love it for that part as well. Again, spermidine and the, their product, Primidine, is a one-stop shop medication. <laughs> pretty much does everything now, but it does have a lot of, again, a lot of great benefits. I mean, usually very minimal side effects to it, which I love in a product. That's what you're looking for. Again, compared to some other things that are out there, they would do even several of these medications, several of these issues that you would have um, from, again, from strong immunosuppressants to even some of like, I mean, Botox could have more side effects than spermidine does. So as we kind of wind down here a little bit, as what do you, is what have we talked about in priming that you want the listeners to know about? Anything? Um, well, you know, I'll speak to the question about skin. So, we know that there are some studies out of, now I believe it's Korea, that show that the skin biome, healthy skin biome does have spermidine and it will have some spermine too. So as long as that is, that is sound, you don't necessarily need to add any, but if there are problems, it could help. Now you could do what some of our clients do and open up the capsule and mix it in with your skin cream and then turn it into a kind of mask. I would not advise keeping it on overnight, but you can keep it on for say an hour and then wash it off. Now in the Korean studies, it showed that spermidine on the surface of the skin upregulates production of both collagen and elastin. And as we get older, especially as we women go past menopause, we want as much collagen and elastin, not just in our skin, but we want it inside our bodies too. So that's quite interesting. I will say this is a food derived product. So I would not just pour a bunch of it into your pot of cream because that would be like pouring any other food substance. And I've seen people put masks on of egg yolk or oat milk or honey. These things can go bad right? They are food. So I would not pour it into the cream and leave it there because it will go off if you do that. But if you want to open up a capsule, mix it in and create a mask, I think that's perfectly fine. And clients do tell me that it does give them a glow. I'm sorry, I'm too lazy to do it, but I probably really should do it. <laughs> but, but yes, I think it, it could help. No, that's a great explanation. And, uh, 
I mean, patients are definitely uh, using it all the time there. So I hear about it. Again, they talk about that more than anything else. So is there anything else that you want to bring up that uh, why people should be using uh, primidine? Any of the benefits we haven't hit on? I know we've hit on a bunch. I know there's also, it does plus the blood brain mm-hmm. barrier, um, yes. which enables it to help with an- inflammation in the brain. It may affect the microglia, which are, again, some of the cells that we uh, help, uh, one of the scavengers of inflammation in the brain. Uh, I know, again, help inflammation. There's some people that say it may help with workouts because it may help with nitric oxide and a couple other factors. So what else have we missed of anything about the <laughs> 20,000 benefits of primidine? Uh, <laughs> well, one thing I will say, you touched on nitric oxide and that will have to do with arginine. And so you need arginine and ornithine in order to manufacture spermidine and spermine in the body. So it's part of that recycling loop of spermidine, spermine, and putrescine, all horrible names, but... I didn't name them. Yeah, they, they, um, they, they, nobody was thinking when they named these things. Very <laughs> no, weird. They really weren't. But because of the fact that you need arginine, which is related to nitric oxide, you need the arginine and you also need SAMe to manufacture spermidine. If you supplement either through your diet or through a supplement like primidine, you are going to spare your body's resources of L-arginine and Sam E. And one interesting paper said that if you, you know, you would think logically that if you simply wanted to raise the amount of spermidine in the body, you could just supplement with arginine, but they have done that experiment and supplementing with arginine does not increase spermidine levels. So there must be other cofactors perhaps that we have not yet identified that are part of that manufacturing, that internal manufacturing loop. So external supplementation, exogenous supplementation from food, from a supplement is really important, especially as we get older. And I would also say that a lot of people ask me at what age should we start taking it? And it really depends on your biological age. Remember that some of the Okinawans can actually manufacture uh, reasonably high spermidine levels even into their 90s. These are the healthy, the healthy elderly in Okinawa. And so I would say if you have had many treatments of broad spectrum antibiotics, if you were raised on processed foods, if you were not breastfed, if you have not paid much attention to your gut biome, then you may not, even at a young age, manufacture a huge amount of spermidine. And it would be a good idea to supplement, get more fermented foods in your diet, like natto, but even sauerkraut and kimchi. And then also look at foods like shiitake mushrooms and uh, supplements, whether it's from a, you know, a unique substrain of chlorella, like our gluten-free spermidine or from a wheat germ derived one. You can also get them from soy versions too. Basically the endosperm of any seed will have high spermidine levels. Great. No, it's a, did not know that. Learned something, Marie Kondo <laughs> and this is, I'm all good to go here. So, okay. So let's, we're going to finish up. So I really appreciate you having you on. You gave some great information. So patients know what the benefits are of primidine and spermidine and how to take it. 
So how can they find the product and connect if they have any questions for the company? Sure. So you can find us at OxfordHealthSpan.com, all spelt just like Oxford Health and then Span, like the span of a bridge. And the product is Primadine. We're on social media with at Primadine and at Oxford HealthSpan. And there's a support email address as well, support at oxfordhealthspan.com if anyone has any questions. And I tend to get all the hard questions. So if you want to talk to me, you have to ask a very hard question. (laughs) There you go. You got to try to stump Leslie and uh, (laughs) or stump the rest of the staff. And then you get to talk to Leslie or just talk about hair, one or the other. Yeah, yeah, Um, but it can only do the beauty things. (laughs) There you go. So again, thanks for ha- coming on. We're going to, again, we'll put the links to everything that uh, the Primadine site in the links in the bottom of the, when the podcast was released. So you could check everything out and uh, use a product that I recommend to a lot of my patients. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thanks for coming on, Leslie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a biohacker, or an athlete, if you're ready to take the next steps to optimize your life, visit drpaulvin.com. That's D-O-C-T-O-R-P-A-U-L-V-I-N.com. com.